Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number two of a radio program we call Fantasy Sports Today. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz with you. We're going through week 17 of the National Football League. Don't forget, coming up at 10 a.m., you have college football today. Joe Lissy, Rich Sherman Yellow will talk through all things college football. You'll get Gabe Morency on uh, some uh, wagering ideas as well. Bowl games still in full flight. You'll want to stay tuned for that show at the top of the hour, 10 a.m. here on FNTSY and on uh, the, the the TV side. They, they get their faces on the television. Uh, George, let's continue rolling here. Uh, we talked uh, about all the 1 p.m.s except for Jacksonville at Houston, the Texans with plenty to play for, and hey, we got Blake Bortles back in our lives. Uh, any pieces here that you find intriguing from a Week 17 DFS or if you're still playing season-long perspective? Woohoo! Blake Bortles is back! Whoopee! Yeah! Yeah, whoopee! Uh, right, this game uh, has some importance, so Houston obviously needs to win. They're in the playoffs no matter what, but if they win, they win the division, they lose, uh, they're going to be in the sixth seed. Uh, to the Indianapolis-Tennessee winner, assuming they don't tie. Ties just make things just more screwed up than uh, really they need to be here. Uh, listen, the only pro, I guess with Jacksonville, we can make an argument for two players Fournette and Didi Westbrook. We've seen the, uh, the Houston Texans. Now, the secondary is a mess, but when this team decides to clamp down on the run and take the running back out of the game, they do a pretty damn good job there. And I expect that's what they'll do tomorrow. You know, if they're going to lose, they're going to lose because Bortles is throwing the ball around the, uh, around the field here. It's at home, Fournette. I mean, you're probably starting him. I don't love his matchup tomorrow, but you're probably starting sure. him there. But he's been up and down. I think he's had problems with the coaching staff as well, with Marone, and maybe some attitude uh, problems here. And I'm starting Westbrook as well. I think Westbrook's going to get some run here. Yep. Uh, I'm not going any further than that. I do think Bortles will throw the ball a bunch to uh, Cole, Moncrief. They could be. These are more DFS plays for me. You know, low, uh, low-owned guys you can throw in there and uh, see if they hit it big. For Houston, Lamar Miller, I mean, he, I, think, I think he's going to play tomorrow. Guys, the ankle, not loving it. You know, flex play at the very uh, at the very most for me, and Watson and Demarius Thomas are starting. You know that. You know, the, uh, I don't love the, the matchup for Thomas here, but I don't uh, Thomas uh, for Watson, but I don't hate it either. You know, and as far as Hopkins is concerned, I say Demarius Thomas he's out for the year. Uh, Hopkins is the guy I meant there. You're always starting him no matter what. So I think it's pretty pretty much an easy game. Watson, yes. Hopkins, yes. Miller. I lean no flex play at the very uh, very best. I'd rather not. Fournette, running back two, and Westbrook. I kind of like and the other. Anybody else is more DFS than anything else. Yeah, I think. And you mentioned DFS, but I think D.D. Westbrook is somebody from a DFS perspective. Uh, I like a lot. I don't know if he's a cash game play. I haven't really looked at ownership percentages as of right now. But uh, Westbrook, somebody that was on my radar to start the week uh, at wide receiver. Uh, listen. We, we've talked all year about Jacksonville and how it's a little bit of a crapshoot with those wide receivers, but I do feel with Bortles back under center uh, with uh, some trends we're seeing uh, that Westbrook could see a, a nice double-digit target week here um, that could uh, hopefully yield some upside uh, from a daily fantasy perspective. Now, could it be someone else? Absolutely. You know, and, and could Blake Bortles throw five interceptions? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, that's all within the realm of possibilities. Uh, but I do like D.D. Westbrook uh, from a DFS perspective. Any interest in, in Vegas here? You have uh, 23.5 implied total for Houston, 17 for Jacksonville, 40.5 over under, minus 6.5 for the Texans. Any uh, numbers intrigue you there, or is this a game you're staying away from? Well, you know, like I said Houston has something to play for. Jacksonville does not. 
that uh, tends to lead you to a team that has something to play for. They're at home, too. Yeah, if they can get up early, I think Jacksonville folds. Yep. I just think Jacksonville folds because, once again, oh, man, we got, we're on vacation tomorrow. Let's get out of here and enjoy our offseason, that sort of thinking there. So I do like well, Houston minus the six and a half because I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, just don't know how much Jacksonville's going to fight here. There's been a lot of turmoil on this team. I don't think they uh, – maybe Doug Marone's not going to be back next year. There's been some problems there, quarterback issues. Bortles may not be back. I think the Jaguars fold. So I'll take Houston minus the six and a half. Over under 40, though. I think that's pretty much right on the nose here. If I ha- I'm not taking it, but if I had to, I'd go over. Yep, uh, I, I'm right there with you. I think that number is right. Uh, and uh, there have been times this year I've seen some egregious ones, but that one feels almost spot on for where I think the uh, final total of this game ends up. Let's uh, break into the 4 p.m.s here. Uh, Los Angeles at Denver. So this is where sort of all of the playoff scenarios start coming to fruition. Uh, the NFL uh, doing a good job scheduling here uh, with uh, the 4 p.m.s really uh, into the 8 p.m.s being uh, the the playoff implications. And we'll try to give each its due, but also uh, try to make our way through each and every game here uh, where we do have up first Los Angeles at Denver. Uh, we've talked about this situation where uh, the Rams and the Chiefs are both playing for the one seed. Uh, if both lose and New England wins, then New England gets the one seed. Uh, Rams at Denver, uh, we've had Philip Rivers have a big game against Denver already this year. This is in Mile High, so that does change a little bit. Uh, Philip Lindsay out, not sure what Denver brings to this game, really. How do you see this one breaking down? Okay, so Chargers at Denver, all right? Uh, Rams are at, uh, playing San Fran, Chargers at Denver. Uh, Philip Rivers, I mean... I think this is another problem, Dan, because if I'm the Chargers, I'm pretty much thinking this. Chiefs aren't losing to the Raiders. Yep. They're just not losing to the Raiders. This game doesn't mean anything. I want to rest my players. You know, Melvin Gordon just got back from a knee injury. You know, we, we're playing Baltimore. More than likely playing Baltimore next week. They just beat us in L.A. And now we have to go to Baltimore. I, got to, I have to make sure everybody's healthy. You know, Melvin Gordon's not playing for me. Or he's playing, once again, very limited. Uh, I think that's the sort of thing here. And plus, we should be able to beat Denver without Gordon anyway. You know, I want to make sure I play it very careful. Keenan Allen, who's coming up for a hip injury. You know, even Philip Rivers. I want to make sure he doesn't take any unnecessary hits. And, uh, you know, that Von Miller doesn't get loose. Or uh, Bradley Chubb doesn't get loose and nails him into the turf. So I want to be very careful here if I'm uh, if I'm the Chargers. Because I just, uh, like I said, it just comes down to me. The Chiefs aren't losing to the Raiders. That's not happening. You know, so this this game really means nothing to you. I would, I'm treating it as a buy. I think fantasy owners want to be careful here. You know that uh, they don't assume that Chargers go all out here. I'm probably still starting Rivers. He's still going to be in my top 12 as far as uh, you know weekly is concerned here. But I don't love it. You know, same thing with Gordon. He drops out of my running back ones because I just don't think he's going to play the entire game. Allen, same thing. I'm going to be very careful here. And that's it. That's really no. I'm not liking anybody else on the Chargers here. For Denver, I don't know if you like anybody. Period. Uh, you want to take a chance on one of the uh, wide receivers, Sutton, you know, Hamilton, Patrick, good luck to you. You know, they're all low-end wide receiver threes, uh, flex plays, and to see what happens here. Uh, Royce Freeman, now he does get the start tomorrow. Unfortunately, it's not the greatest matchup, but he'll get the run. You know, he will find out if he is that kind of back who can build in the second half, especially. And I think there could be some damage here because, you know, once a scoreboard starts, scoreboard watching starts happening and you see Casey's up, well, the Chargers can go, all right, Casey's up, you know, 28-3. We can pack it in here. Everybody comes out, you know, and all of a sudden Freeman's getting free run the second half because Bose is not playing, Ingram's not playing, nobody cares anymore. You know, so I think that could happen here. So I'm, I'm interested in Freeman because I think that scenario has a pretty good chance of happening here. So he comes in as a low-end running back two for me. Remember, no Lindsey tomorrow. But he's the only player I'm, like, looking at here. There's nobody on Denver on am right. Even Freeman. I mentioned the, uh, the wide receivers. I'd be very careful here. I will say anytime a head coach decides to quote Herm Edwards, I think it's worth uh, paying attention to. Anthony Lynn earlier in the week said, we are playing to win the game. So take that for what it's worth. But I agree with you fully, George, that if you play out the scenarios, if you play out the scenarios enough here, you're going to see that Kansas City doesn't lose to uh, Oakland many times. So uh, not much for San Diego to really uh, play for here. Uh, San Diego, Los Angeles to play for here. I got the Rams wrong. I get San Diego thrown in. It's a, it's a mess. Uh, but uh, I'm just glad it wasn't me. Yes, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, the L.A. Chargers uh, here uh, with Gordon and Eckler uh, both dinged up uh, over the past couple of weeks. Would be surprised if they play a full game, but 
hell, if, if this is a close one and Anthony Lynn wants to win it, we'll see what happens. And this is going to be one I stay away from from a DFS perspective simply because of the question marks and the lack of Broncos players that I really want to th- run out there. Uh, let's uh, continue on to uh, that Kansas City game. Oakland at Kansas City. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with you. I don't see Kansas City losing this contest, but I do see Derek Carr putting up some numbers. I do see this Oakland offense starting over the past you know few weeks has pieced enough together uh, that there may be some future here uh, for this team. Now, I know Carr had a, a poor outing last week, um, just 19 of 26, 167 yards. But prior to that, he had strung together some really solid uh, outings that I think are at least pointing in the right direction. Now, Kansas City, you've talked about the defense uh, in their losses has looked pretty atrocious. They're down in 27th in DVOA. 32nd against the rush, uh, 17th against, 18th against the pass. This isn't a great defense. And so I wonder here, George, do you see any pieces from the Oakland side that you can maybe hang your hat on uh, and get behind? Or do you see uh, simply uh, that this is a Kansas City team that should run roughshod over the Oakland Raiders and there's no reason to even take any risks on the Oakland side of the ball? Well, I do, I do think Kansas City's going to run a rough shot. I do. But I think, uh, as you said, I would agree. I think uh, Raiders can score some points here. You know, Carr is an interesting play. There are a lot of quarterbacks tomorrow that would normally be in our top 12. We're not going to like. You know, we already named a few. You Maybe you don't like Cousins, Trubisky, uh, two, going against each other. Two good defenses. Both teams have something to play for. So you may want to stay away from them. Breeze, we're not going to like. Because, well, it's not going to play. <laughs> You're not going to play. We're not going to like it. Uh, you know, so there are some quarterbacks that they know. Cam Newton. So I can certainly see Carr getting in there. You know, once again, probably more of a DFS play for me. Yep. You know, uh, in that range. But I think the Chiefs are going to score. They have something to play for. So they're going to score. They're going to score 30-plus points. Only way to keep up with that, to throw the football, right? So uh, I think, once again, you're going to see Carr put the ball in the air. And, uh, you know, Jordy Nelson could have a nice game here. Wouldn't surprise me. Jared Cook, I have a friend who still wants to strangle me because Jared Cook <laughs> – he wants to strangle me because Jared Cook didn't play or didn't catch a pass at, like, the first quarter last week. I think he needed five points in a uh, half-point PPR league. And when Cook had, what, two catches for 20 yards, that's three points. And I told – when he called me at the uh, – like, midway through a second quarter, I'm, oh, what are you worried about? He's back in the game. You're fine. You're going to get your points. Well, he, he didn't get his points. So I'm the bad guy. Like, I took Cook out. Uh, you know, so – Cook's going to play. He's going to start for me, assuming he, everything's, uh, we like everything we hear about his health. I like Jordy Nelson. At the very least, Nelson is getting targets. Yep. You mentioned Galladay. Look at Nelson's targets. I mean, that's who Carr is throwing to. So I like Nelson a bunch tomorrow. I'll be starting him in pretty much all leagues, whether it's DFS, redraft, uh, you know, single leagues. I don't care. I think Nelson's going to get some play tomorrow as well. Uh, I think Chiefs are going to win the game. I do. I'm starting all my Chiefs as I normally would. You know, Mahomes. Kelsey, uh, Tyreek Hill. He's definitely bad. I think. I wonder if Tyreek Hill does rest some because I think the Chiefs can win, win this game with or without him because yep. I think he's still banged up. You know, so I do wonder that Dan, but I'm still starting him. I can't not start him, and I'll think about Conley as well for that reason that Hill may maybe doesn't play the entire game, uh, that sort of thing. But uh, Chiefs win the game. I said I can't. There's no way I can find. I can't find a way that Oakland wins this game because even though the Chiefs have been losing of late. They're still losing, scoring a whole bunch of points. And I don't think the Raiders can score with them that badly, where they can upset them 38-35 or something, right. something like that. I don't see that happening. So I think the Chiefs win here. Yep, I'm, I'm right there with you. And uh, to double-check, I think it's, what, 14? Is that where this game's at? 14. Yep, uh, so minus 14 and a half I'm seeing live right now. 52 and a half over under. The over feels like fun here. I think the over, at late, you know, if you're looking for a, a, a game wager, uh, that has some fun potential, could blow out maybe even in the first half because these two defenses may not show up. Um, I think the over is in play here, 52 and a half. Uh, I could see Kansas City putting up 34 to 40 points on their own uh, in this game. Uh, so I, I don't see a, a big uh, downside to playing the over. Uh, and uh, listen, 14 and a half is a gigantic number. Not something I'm really overly comfortable with just because week 17 and, and who knows what happens in the second half of this kind of game. If Kansas City's up by 21 fourth quarter, do we see them sit a bunch of their starters and, and Oakland get a couple of garbage time uh, scores? So uh, uh, the over does feel uh, where I would go in this game. How about you, George? Any interest there? Oh, I agree. Uh, I like the over a lot, too. Uh, you, you said it for me. I mean, I think the uh, Chiefs score 35-38 minimum. 
which means all I need is two touchdowns, two and a half touchdowns, two touchdowns and a field goal from Oakland. I think I get that. Yep. I think I get that. So, yeah, I, I like it as well. I think the over comes in here. I think the only way it doesn't happen is if Oakland just, hey, they, they mailed it in. Yeah, they laid down. They're down 35 nothing at the half, and they just don't care. And I, don't, I just don't see that happen. I think Gruden will have them up to at least playing, at least the offense playing. I don't know if he can do anything for the defense, but I think he'll have the offense playing there because, once again, I think Gruden's trying to show people that he's an offensive genius, which apparently he's not. But I think the, uh, the offense shows here. But I think this is, I mean, 42 42- 24 wouldn't yep. shock me. Yeah, th- that's exactly the score that I had in mind when, when starting this segment was uh, 42-24. feels like a, a more than viable uh, end state to this. So the over feels uh, very comfortable at present, which is usually a bad sign for me. But San Francisco at... Thanks. Yeah, San Francisco at Los Angeles Rams. Uh, we know uh, this one well. Uh, listen, this is another one where uh, pieces could move around. Uh, people could sit... Uh, we don't really know what San Francisco is going to be doing next season with uh, a, a lot of their offensive pieces because of injuries. Uh, what do you got here in this matchup? I got Ajita. That's what I got. <laughs> Let me tell you about my home, my home league here. This is my home league. It's oh, right, that was, the points, uh, points right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in first place, Dan, a month ago, uh, maybe maybe five weeks ago, about 250 points, which is the equivalent of about a week and a half. Yep. In this league. So a good size lead. I mean, I was laughing to the bank here. This is a team that had Cam Newton, Odell Beckham, Todd Gurley, A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders. I, I, I go on and on here with players that, that I mean, it's like, uh, wow, wow, what happened? It's like, so it looks like I had a sniper who's taking out all my players. Bam, bam. Oh, Jack Doyle is on this team. You know, Marshawn Lynch earlier this year. Jared the Darius guys, too. Oh, that really worked out well for me, huh? And a sniper. Keep taking out my players, and now I'm in second place with, like, no chance. No chance at first place. Just depressing. Uh, so, yeah, Todd Gurley. I bring this up because Todd Gurley's not going to play this game. Already out. If you're able to get C.J. Anderson, yeah, you should be okay. Monster game last week. Uh, good for him. For a guy who's what? Barely used in Carolina. I had literally a cup of coffee in Oakland before they kicked him out, out the door. And all of a sudden he's a god in, uh, for the Rams. Uh, oh, I love this song. Johnny Cash. That's a good one. Ring of Fire. Look at Sean. Sean, go Sean. We'll talk about this game more after the break. Sounds good. And this is actually my cousin's uh, wedding song. It was a very fun wedding out in California. Lots of tequila involved in that one. Uh, we're going to be back after this. The phone lines open up. Don't forget, uh, right here on FNTSY, 844-843-6879. We want to hear from you uh, after this. Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Today. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. This is a jam right here. Let's uh, continue on on our radio program and remind you, if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player prompts, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can never. You can even wager, pardon me, on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager, wager virtually anytime during a contest capitalizing on in-game action. There are so many ways you can make money. Go to BetDSI and enter the promo code FNTSY18 when signing up to get 100% bonus deposit match. That's a promo code FNTSY18, BetDSI, where players get paid. Uh, We're going to roll along here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't forget the phone lines are open for this segment. 844-843-6879. Dan Stratford, George Kurtz with you. Till the top of the hour, where don't forget... 
Fantasy Sports Day gives way to college football today. Joe Lissy and Rich Sermoniello uh, will bring you uh, all that is to know in college football, along with Gabe Morency uh, talking about uh, the bowl games that are ongoing uh, throughout this week into the college football playoff. Uh, which is uh, now, uh, you know, just a week away as we roll to uh, one versus four and two versus three in uh, the roll towards the national championship game. Crazy happenings with the Boston College game uh, being canceled because of uh, lightning. Have not seen that uh, in recent memory. Uh, and uh, the game uh, called with Boston College, I think, up 7 nothing in the first quarter. Uh, but let's roll on with the NFL here uh, as we uh, touch on game by game and try to get through these uh, playoff games that uh, are you know, pretty much exactly that, playoff games uh, before they even start. And this is a big one here. Um, well, George, do you have anything else here on San Francisco at Los Angeles before we move to Chicago and Minnesota? Uh, like I said, the Rams do have something to play for. You know, they're trying to protect that second seed. So uh, they'll they'll play until, uh, I guess, the game gets out of hand, if it does. Or if, uh, once again, Chicago's beating Minnesota handily. Um, so once again, you know, Gurley's out. You're starting C.J. Anderson. You know, I'm starting my Rams like I normally would. Golf starts. I'll start the Woods uh, and the Cooks there. I might even think about starting Everett. I kind of like him of late. He's getting more and more targets. Uh, for San Fran? Not going to start Mullins, but you are starting uh, Wilson. Rand's been a terrible run defense all year long. I don't know if that changes tomorrow. So uh, Matt Breed is out. I'll start Wilson, and I'm starting Kittle. And that's it. I'm done. I like the uh, Gerald Everett call. I like that a lot. I think this is somebody in DFS who probably goes well under the radar, um, has gotten seven, seven, six targets in the last three weeks, um, and uh, putting up some decent reception numbers. Obviously, tight ends, you want to see them get into the end zone. This offense, that's possible. Uh, I like Everett a lot here uh, on week 17 as a random flyer uh, in a DFS lineup. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, injuries. If CJ Anderson does it again this week, I don't really know what to make of the NFL, but um, we need to uh, make uh, that work. Uh, we do have a phone caller, and I feel, uh, I feel like we've run the, the table here. We, we've week in, week out. We've heard from a good friend from Philadelphia. Uh, Kenny, you're on with uh, Dan and George. How are you doing this week, bud? How you doing, Dan? How you doing, Jerky? River dance, baby, river dance. <laughs> yeah, you keep waiting for that. <laughs> please, hey, please, first of- please, 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 make that happen. <laughs> hey, man, happy holidays, y'all. I hope y'all have a happy new year coming up here. Uh, uh, I got some gripes with y'all. Well, first of all, with you, Georgie. Um, the Patriots, man. I mean, everyone's been writing them off like always and honestly they haven't really haven't looked too good but if they lock down the second seed which more likely is going to happen do you have any doubts that the Colts the Ravens or or the Chargers can go into KC and knock them off well I'm pretty sure neither team is going to go into KC and beat the Patriots I mean that, that'd be tough I don't think well, well, well no well no well, yeah, obviously. Well, KC knocked the Chiefs off, uh, knocked the number one seed off pretty much where I was getting to. Uh, I think KC's going to get the number one seed, so I don't think that, right. that's a threat yet. I think the Patriots get number two, probably Houston three, and Baltimore four. That I think it stays the way it is now. And you're asking me, right. do I think uh, Baltimore and or the Chargers can go into New England and beat them? I do. He, Kenny's going down the road I was before, George, where it, is there doubt? I, I have some serious concerns that a team could go into Kansas City and beat KC, giving New England home field in the AFC Championship, I think is where Kenny is going. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's correct. Yes. Oh, the problem is, man, who's that going to be? I mean, you're not talking about great, great teams here that can go there. Let's That's assume now. I agree. Wins. So and, yeah, Indy, wins, yeah, Indy too. You know, so if Indy wins uh, tomorrow and they win uh, round uh, wherever they play, I guess Houston in round one, they'd go to KC. I, I, it could happen, sure. I don't think KC's all that great a team. I don't. And they're faltering of late. And we've already seen if Baltimore happens, you know, if Indianapolis loses, Chargers lose, if Baltimore goes to KC, hell, you can make an argument they should have beaten KC the first time two weeks ago, right? If not for that fourth right, down, right. that magical fourth down play, they should have beaten KC. So, yes, if you're talking about that scenario, could I see each other pages getting there? Sure, I can. But I don't know if the pages win their first round game either. Or in their, well, second, their well, first playoff game. Well, right. Well, hopefully they get everybody healthy. Because I did just put down some money at uh, 12 to 1 for them to win the uh, Super Bowl or whatever. But moving on, this, this Vikings, Bears, Eagles thing, um, I don't. Even if the Rams win. 
the Bears and Vikings are going to play next week anyways, except for it's going to be in Chicago. So I don't see Chicago going all out this game. They may be scoreboard watching, but I don't see them going all out this game, and I think they're going to – they are fine with playing a division rival at home next week in Chicago. So sure. I don't see them going all out this week for that game, and that just knocks off the Eagles' chance pretty much. What do you guys think about that? Sure. I kind of agree. Yeah. I do kind of agree with you there because, uh, as you said – I think they know the Rams are going to win. Right. You know, I think and once the Rams start to get up in that game versus San Fran, you know, it's another game where second half, maybe Trubisky comes out. You know, maybe Tariq Cohen's not playing. Allen Robinson maybe you take it off with Khalil Mack because you, know, you don't want to get these guys hurt. And I agree with you. Like they, I think they know they're playing Minnesota anyway. And Minnesota has so much more to, to play for. It's in Minnesota tomorrow. I'm kind of with you there. I don't think they're going to be giving their all here. I think Philadelphia is a team that gets screwed out of this. Right. On to the uh onto the Saints. Uh in the in the large GPP I am gonna have you know I know I'm a Saints fan, but I am gonna have a little Teddy Bridgewater because I, I got a feeling I know where the targets are gonna go to tomorrow. Uh, Traquan Smith and uh Kirkwood, unfortunately, you know, not great players, but they're p- pretty much playing for their third uh receiver spot with especially with Teddy Ginn coming back. So I think that those two are gonna be going to be involved there but uh one of the more important things besides the Saints uh <laughs> quarterbacks I love I love Jared Goff this week I'm gonna play a little cousins because of what I just told you about the Bears and the Vikings got to win of course everybody loves the Rodgers Adams thing I'm gonna have probably a, a little bit of that I'm a good thing you said earlier Dan was to play the slates you know the first out of one o'clock games you know there's not a lot going on, right. so if you want to differentiate, just play the first slate and then play the second slate as well. And Kenny, uh, to your point, and and sorry to cut you off, but the idea of the the one PMs don't have a lot going on, and there's a lot of playoff implications in the four. The better games are in the four, so even playing a one PM only lineup in the full slate will differentiate. Yes, not like going in exactly. and building that one PM slate and then carrying that over to the full slate. That'll be a lineup that you will get ownership at probably percentage points against everybody else so again maybe not the best plays because you know the, the players aren't as good right. the teams aren't as good but i do think that's a viable option here exactly i'm especially with uh, players like I, I love i love sony michelle this week and if and if uh if uh connor plays i think with uh ab kind of being all been all uh thanked up there i think connor would be a good player this week jamal williams of course uh and what do you guys think about uh if the uh, Chargers, well, if the Chargers are uh, Broncos game, if the uh, Broncos get to go down, you think Freeman going to be in there or or Devontae Booker? Both of them are like like thirty two and thirty seven hundred on draft games. I mean, what do you think about those they've, two? They've said Freeman is the starter, so he's going to get the work right. load, uh Sunday. So he's the guy I want. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, love uh, Juju. I mean, you could pick your uh, Pittsburgh's got to go all out, and if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to be. Amazing. Both of these Pennsylvania teams are not going to be in the playoffs, yep. so it's going to be kind of kind of groom around here. So, um, what well, we got to think about George Kittle? He's pretty expensive, but he's uh, he's playing for some kind yeah, of receiving George, title, and so is yeah. Go ahead. I, I think Kittle's. Uh, George mentioned him before. I think Kittle's more than viable. Price tags up there for a tight end, but again, talking about differentiating in DFS, you're more than uh, capable of doing just that by by playing a more expensive our, tight end. <laughs> And our guy, man, Chris Herndon, we love that guy, right? Remember? I already lo- he's locked in, Kenny. He's locked in to, to more lineups than I want to say. I'm playing in the you know the three dollar over on DK is a twenty max tournament this week, and you know it's three hundred thousand or four hundred thousand entries. So don't get me wrong, I'm not expecting to take it down or anything, but I'm gonna have way more Herndon in that tournament than I should. So uh, we'll see how right. that turns out. One more, um, a couple more things. I just, just a defense. Jack, if, if, I got a feeling Jacksonville going to be Houston this week. I, I just got a feeling. And Blake Bortles is back. Oh, man. Just don't watch the game. Put them <laughs> put, put in the lineup and just don't watch the game, man. Um, I love I love Seattle. Uh, hopefully they don't bench all of their defensive uh, starters. Uh, Green Bay, of course, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and, uh, and, uh, and Atlanta. So, all right, hey, man. Happy New Year to you guys. It's been it's been lovely, you know, calling in. You guys allow me to call in. Uh, and best wishes for the New Year. I'll talk to you guys next Same week. Same to you, Kenny. And uh, we will talk to you uh, on the other side of the New Year uh, as we get into playoff football and, and start turning attention probably towards some baseball in the not-too-distant future. Uh, but – uh, I, I think the defense. I can't get on Jacksonville there. I, I don't. I know they've had a, a good run. I hear what Kenny's saying, but uh, not really where I want to be. George, I do want to get uh, your thoughts on the the Bears Vikings game overall, and and uh, where you see this one playing out. Kenny did touch on it. I 
I'd love to see a world where Nick Foles is back in the playoffs and they somehow sit Carson Wentz because Foles is playing well. Uh, but I don't know that Minnesota is going to give this up. And I don't know that Philadelphia has enough to get in. How do you see Chicago at Minnesota playing out and uh, talk over some of this, these wagering lines as well? Yeah, I said, I think Kenny, I think Kenny's right. I think, uh, I don't think Chicago's worried about playing Minnesota next week again. You know, I, I don't think they care. Uh, I think they know what they have in Minnesota. Uh, and I think in some ways, maybe they'd rather play Minnesota than Philadelphia. You know, a team that has more offensive weapons there. So I said, I, I think Chicago will play it straight until, you know, all right, the Rams are up now by 17 over San Fran. It's over. Let's get some rest. Yep. You know, let's, re- let's rest these guys in the second half. So I think that's the way I see this game going. I think there's a lot of games that are sort of like this, where teams are in it. They'll play it right until uh, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, I mentioned the Chargers could be like this. You know, once they see the Chiefs are out, are blowing out the Raiders, and they'll get their guys rest. You know, use it as a half a bye, that sort of thing. So I think the same thing here for Chicago. Uh, you play a tough defense in Minnesota anyway, so fantasy-wise, it's tough to tr- uh, trust any of these guys. I mentioned I don't tr- really trust either quarterback tomorrow, uh, Trubisky or Cousins. Uh, I don't really love Allen Robinson tomorrow. What is Minnesota hasn't allowed a, a touchdown to a wide receiver since week two? Oh, wow. That's some silly stat like that, which is like, wow. That's uh, crazy. You don't see that happening. Tariq Cohen, I'm probably starting. Once again, it's a running back. I don't know if we have enough to go around anyway. So I'm probably still starting Cohen, but I don't love the matchup. I like the, in PPR, I like the fact that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Howard's a no for me. Trey Burton, once again, it comes down to what else you have at tight end. I don't want to start him, but you yep. probably don't have a choice. He's really been – he's one of my bigger disappointments this year, Dan. I thought he'd have a much better season. I think uh, a so lot a of people did, yeah. Here and yeah, there. yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he's been very quiet. Are you going to go back to the well at Rudolph? You know, run, run. Rudolph had a, uh, a big game last week that really probably pissed more people off than anything else because they dropped him, moved <laughs> on from him, and all of a sudden now he has uh, two touchdowns. But you got to remember, all, a big part of that came on the Hail Mary. Yep. Was it 45 yard Hail Mary that he caught for a touchdown? So, you know, is that going to happen again? No. Uh, I'm starting Diggs. I'm starting Thielen. But I, I, I don't, bottom line is, I don't love anybody in this game. I don't see anybody in this game as being, you know, oh my God, what a, what a, what a game from this guy. Don't see that happening tomorrow. All right. Let's uh, keep rolling here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Um, I saw some, and listen, I don't want to call out. Excuse me. Uh, any analysts specifically, but I saw someone saying something along the lines of, "Well, Cincinnati always plays Pittsburgh tough, but there's no one on this roster. Like, like you can't play that narrative with no players there to play. Like, I, you you can't do that. That that makes no sense from an analysis standpoint when the entire team is injured." Uh, so you have Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh playing for their playoff lives. I don't see Pittsburgh losing this game, but how do you see it breaking down, George? And, and what do you think of maybe some of these wagering lines? It's 30 implied total uh, for Pittsburgh. They're 14 and a half uh, spread. Like, I, Cincinnati plays them tough. Anyway, what do you got in this game? You know, uh, Kenny brought up an interesting point. Who would have thought that both yeah. Pennsylvania teams wouldn't make the playoffs this year? I mean, Wow. It's defending Super Bowl champs and the Steelers. I mean, they, there's a good chance neither one's making it. Those who are wondering, Pittsburgh has two ways of getting in. Neither one looks all that great. Uh, one way is the easy way. They win, Baltimore loses. You know, Baltimore does play Cleveland. wouldn't shock me. But that, uh, still, that's going to be an upset. And the second way is they win and, you know, the easy one, Colts and Tennessee tie. They're in. There you go. Uh, anybody think that one's going to happen? Uh, I think Pittsburgh blows out Cincinnati. You know, I do. I think, I think they'll take care of business. You know, you mentioned it. They, who, what does Cincinnati have left? I mean, fantasy-wise, you're worried about three players. Mixon, you're starting, yes. Yep. Ross, he's catching a touchdown. Not catching any balls, but he is catching a touchdown, so maybe he can get double-digit points, and even that's asking a lot. And tight end, I can see you going to Uzuma, because once again, there's no one else left to throw to. That's it. You're done with Cincinnati. You can move on. You know, if Steelers, I think you're starting all your normal guys here. James is going to play tomorrow. He is not 100%. And he's pretty much came all out and admitted that, but it's all hands on deck. Am I starting Connor? Yeah, I am. I have him in the league, and then he's, he's going to go for me. Uh, but I, I say that with not much confidence because he's admitted he's having trouble cutting. Mm-hmm. So he may be a straight-ahead runner tomorrow. That's all he's got. You know, cutting may not be happening here. Uh, you're starting Smith Schuster. You're starting Antonio Brown. Once again, you, you're going to want to check on the status of Brown, but I would be 
drop-dead floored if he's out, but he did have his knee checked out uh, yesterday. Right. So there's a chance, I guess, they could have found something but not tell, not going to tell us, and that he's going to sit. Or maybe they think they can beat him without him, and they'll give him a week's rest. But I, I would doubt that. I think uh, Brown plays tomorrow, and he's starting Ben tomorrow. Like I said, bottom line is, is I think Pittsburgh takes care of business without a problem. I don't think them winning is an issue here. The problem is the help they're going to need. All right, uh, tons still to get to, and we're going to try to fly through some games uh, as we do uh, to close out the show. Don't forget, as always, uh, college football today coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, let's quickly touch on Arizona at Seattle. I was wrong. I was wrong about Seattle. Uh, here they are, uh, playoff team, a team at 9-6. and uh, We'll finish above 8-8. Eight and eight. That's where I pegged them. I think, though, I will say, I believe the over-under I saw to start the year was 9.5, uh, so I don't lose that. If they lose this week, um, I don't see them losing. So if they go 10-6, and six, I was completely wrong uh, on that under uh, on their season total. Uh, they've gotten it done somehow or another. Uh, Russell Wilson and a defense that has been playing fairly well on the year. They get Arizona here to close out, George. Um, Russell Wilson's been good. I, I have to admit that. Some wide receivers here are in play uh, week over week. What do you got in this game uh, on a quick breakdown of Arizona at Seattle? Well, I'm immensely impressed with Seattle. I was wrong about them, too. Uh, I mean, I had them probably about the same win total as you, eight or nine. Didn't see them making the playoffs, but then again, I didn't see Green Bay, Philadelphia, Atlanta falling flat on their faces either. Uh, so, you know, it, it happens, but a, a great job by Pete Carroll. Great job, really. All right, so tomorrow, Arizona, I'll start David Johnson. Don't really have a choice. Fitzgerald, I'll think about, but I don't want to go in that direction. Seattle, you're starting Chris Carson. Been absolutely great. You're starting Russell Wilson. Uh, you're starting Baldwin's healthy. I mean, he's not going to see. He's out of the slot, so he won't see a whole lot of Patrick Peterson. Lockett might. So I'd much rather have Baldwin than Lockett tomorrow. But uh, Seattle, they'll win the game. Uh, and I think they're playing Dallas next week. All the Larry Fitzgerald narrative here. He's going to see 25 targets. Back with more in our final segment after this. Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Day, right here on Fantasy Sports Radio. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. the next daily fantasy legend try dailyroto.com for free this holiday season that's right free advice from fantasy pros free nba dfs projections free optimizer access and free everything else you need to dominate daily fantasy basketball use the promo code dr holidays to access your free trial as dailyroto.com promo code dr holidays you know i'm just a small town girl living in a lonely world in the midnight train to anywhere uh dan Stratford, george kurtz here Fantasy Sports Day. We're closing it out, heading to the top of the hour. Thought Sean might let me uh, go for the vocals there, but just didn't didn't let it happen. But uh, nonetheless, we have uh, a few games to get to. We are going to seed to uh, college football today at the top of the hour. You'll want to stay tuned for that. Joe Lissy and Rich Sermonello, along with Gabe Morency, getting you ready for all the bowl games on tap uh, over the next few days, making sure you are ready from a uh, wagering and fantasy perspective to understand all the implications of those games and uh, what you should be watching and what you should be watching for uh, top players uh, in each and every contest. George, we roll on here quickly. Uh, good uh, analysis there on Arizona, Seattle, uh, Philadelphia at Washington. We already mentioned uh, kind of crazy to see uh, the uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia on the outside looking in right now. Philadelphia would be the first Super Bowl champ since 2015 to not make uh, the playoffs the following year. So not that crazy a thing. It happens more often than uh, you'd imagine in uh, the uh, NFL, where the the team the the previous year that wins the Super Bowl makes the Super Bowl uh, doesn't uh, make the playoffs. That is the parody uh, we've talked about many times over. Uh, so not necessarily too surprising here, but we have this matchup: Philadelphia at Washington. Uh, feels like a spot where the Eagles will win. They need a lot of other things to come true to make the playoffs. Uh, but this seems like a good spot for uh, the Eagles and offensive players here to put up some big numbers. 
It does. You know, Washington, uh, they've got their own issues here, right? They just uh, – and even the Swearinger earlier in the week because he's criticizing the coaching staff for not yep. going after uh, Gabbert last week once Mariota was out. They're a mess. Probably thought they had the division locked up at one time, choked that up, all the injuries. They just, as yeah, it's a disaster in Washington. So, uh, as a Cowboy fan, good, good. Uh, I like to see all the problems in Washington. It's not just Trump's fault. Uh, so they have. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like that, huh? Yeah. I was I've been wait, trying to figure out a way to work that in there. Just took took, took to the end. Took, took a while for me to figure it out, but damn it, I got it. Uh, all right, so you start Adrian Peterson tomorrow. I'll start Adrian. Uh, that's it. Yeah, I'm done with Washington after that. I think you're starting all your Eagles like you normally would. Uh, certainly Ertz. Aguilar, I mean, man, Foles and Aguilar seem to have something. Yep. I understand it was uh, really one big play from last week, but he Foles uses Aguilar where Wentz didn't this season for whatever reason that might be. Now there's a, there's a lot going on in Philadelphia in the receiving core. You know, you got Aguilar, you got Tate, uh, you got Jeffrey, and now Wallace has been activated as yeah. well. Uh, not that I am, you know, you're not thinking about starting him tomorrow, but it's something else to worry, you worry about him taking away a couple of targets from these other guys. Not starting Tate, I think we've moved on from him. That was a trade that just didn't, didn't work out. For whatever reason, didn't work out uh, as far as Tate going there. And uh, I'm going to start Jeffrey, although I don't love it. Uh, bottom line is this. I'll start the receivers I feel better about than the running backs. Josh Adams has really done nothing. Had the big fumble last week. Uh, so that, that's an issue here. Darren Sproles and Small seem to be playing better of late. And maybe Sproles is the guy you want there over any of them. Yep. Which really, at the bottom line is this. I don't like any of them. That's it. Foles, however, I do like. He is a top 12 quarterback. Uh, anything from the Washington side? No, right? I mean, there's nothing, no pieces here that make any sort of fantasy relevant. Peterson? I'll start, I'll start Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I'll start Adrian Peterson. You know, I don't think there's enough running backs to go around where you can uh, sit him, but I don't love it because once again, I expect Philadelphia to do all they can to take him out, you know, to make sure he doesn't win the game for them. So you're praying for a touchdown to get double digit points. I think, I don't think that's going to change. Uh, I guess I just uh, yeah I, I I from a season long and if you're still playing absolutely points league but uh, DFS I have no desire to play any a- no no not DFS uh, Cleveland at Baltimore and I made mention of this before listen this is a Cleveland Browns team that I am very proud of um I'm proud that I I believed in them to start the year and, and said next year I have a couple of bets with uh, friends of mine that they will be a playoff team they are seven seven and one they have a chance to finish above. 500 on the year. To do that, they have to go to Baltimore and win. Don't see that happening. I don't see Baltimore uh, giving this game to Cleveland. I do see Baker Mayfield, narrative-wise, as somebody who would love to stick it to the Ravens and love to stick it to a, a potential playoff team here uh, and and cause some problems for them. But I don't know that the, the Browns have enough to get past Baltimore. How do you see this game breaking down, George? You know, someone asked me earlier in the week, uh, the one game where I could see an upset happening with a team that's out of the playoffs beating a team that's in the playoffs, you know, or a team that's going for a playoff spot, however you want to look at it. In other words, could I see, you know, could I see Oakland beating KC, San Fran beating the Rams, Arizona being, beating Seattle, whatever. Uh, and the only one I really saw was this game. I can see Cleveland being Baltimore. Nice. I can't. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, mind you, but I can see it happening only because Cleveland's playing so well. Baltimore choked last year in the same situation. Granted, that was Flacco. Yeah, you know, they choked that game up, and they lost, which cost them a playoff spot and got the Buffalo Bills in. So uh, I think it's certainly possible here. Uh, I think Cleveland's playing just well enough where they – I think they want to go in there. They want to win. This is not a team packing it up. Yep. Uh, I think it's a team where, you know, if you gave it four more games, they might get in the playoffs. Yep. And if there was, this is was a 20-game season, they just might get in. They're playing that well here. So it wouldn't shock me tomorrow. That being said, not the greatest matchup. Baltimore – if they don't have the best defense in the NFL, they're top three. Yep. All right, so they're going to be there. It's such a tough nut to crack here. You're starting Chubb. Mayfield, I said I'd like to start it, but it's a lousy matchup. All right, so I'm staying away here. Landry, though, I'm still interested in short passes over the middle. I think he can get some action. And Joku, same thing. So I'll start those three. For Baltimore, you're starting Lamar Jackson. I mean, his floor is just so high because of the running ability. It's, it's tough not to, uh, not to start. If there's one touchdown pass, he pays off. That's all you need is one touchdown. Because anything more is just gravy yep. if you can ever get two. Uh, so you start Lamar Jackson here. <laughs> After that, it gets dicey. I'll start Gus Edwards. But, you know, Kenneth Dixon's there. He's going to take away some plays there. There's no one thing about Lamar Jackson. He does kill the receivers. 
You know, Brown, Crabtree, Sneed, you're not starting any of these guys, even though technically it's a good matchup. But you, you just can't trust Jackson to throw the ball enough here. You can't do that. So I'm starting Lamar Jackson. That's it. I'm actually starting more Browns than I will Ravens, although I do expect the Ravens to win the game. But this is the one game. There's one game where I think an upset could happen. This is the one. I'm on board for that. I'd be a, a big fan if uh, Cleveland can finish above 500. I think it'd be one up there with the Indianapolis Colts turnaround would be one of the better stories on the week. Gus Edwards, uh, I think, makes a ton of sense here. You have to worry about Kenneth Dixon and exactly how much of the workload Edwards will get. But uh, at 4,400 over on DraftKings, I feel like he plays, uh, makes for a nice uh, cash game running back if you want to go cheap at the position. Uh, and hell, hell, if you want to pair... Jackson and Edwards, which is a weird pairing uh, on DK. I do think there's some upside. The one problem is Gus Edwards just does not see any targets in the past game. So it's not like he's seeing screen passes out of the backfield or anything of the like. Um, he did have one target last week for one reception. Maybe that, I guess you could say it's trending in the right direction, but uh, it's not exactly uh, big numbers there that could give you a gigantic upside. But from a cash game perspective, the floor uh, for Jackson and, and Gus Edwards seems to be pretty solid and one you can trust. All right, we made it to the end. We made it to Indianapolis at Tennessee, the Colts versus the Titans Sunday night football uh, for, you know, some playoff, uh, definite playoff implications, a definite playoff game here. Uh, this is the start of the 2018-2019 playoff uh, bracket where Indianapolis and Tennessee playing uh, for potentially the AFC South, potentially for a wild card. Uh, lots on the line here. We'll know, obviously, after the Texans game against Jacksonville uh, what exactly they're playing for. Uh, but uh, there are big implications here and potentially no Marcus Mariota. Um this is a, a big game and one that should be fun to watch in prime time on Sunday night. What are you seeing here, George, and what pieces uh, do you think will be most viable from a fantasy perspective? Yes, our only win and get in game, right? The winner uh, makes the playoffs as at least a wild card here. Could possibly go win the division if Houston loses. I mentioned earlier, uh, Indianapolis beat Tennessee 10 straight times. Sure. Wow. Uh, for one, the, one division rival to be another division rival 10 straight times and not for it to be Cleveland is saying something. Uh, well, come on. That's really true. Well, things are looking up for the Browns. We team. can say that, right? We can, we can oh, say yes, that. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, it's all positive. I am so happy for the Browns. I am truly happy for the Browns. I'm glad they're not a doormat anymore. I do think they're on the uprise here. And it does make you wonder how bad head coach Hugh Jackson is. <laughs> so they got rid of him. All of a sudden, they're winning. I mean, uh, I don't say that as a joke, by the way. I mean, also, this team is winning or since you got fired? Yep. Uh, I mean, wow. Uh, that, that tells you something. And as much as I don't like uh, Greg Williams, if I'm Cleveland, man, I probably have to hire him as head coach. He's yep. done something that he, nobody else could do there. So uh, I think that's too, uh, too hard for me to ignore, even though I don't like the prick. But uh, that being said, Houston, uh, Houston, Tennessee, and Indianapolis, we mentioned 10 straight times they've lost. Maybe no Mariota. And even if you do have Mariota, he's got ankle and elbow injuries. So... Can he throw? Can he run? If he can't do one or the other, this, this team's done. He's not. He's nowhere near an Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, guy right. who can sit back there and throw the ball if he can't run. He needs to have both available to him because he's not good enough throwing the ball not to be able to run. You know, he needs to be able to run the first downs when necessary here. So I think, uh, I mean, it's obvious. If this game was in Indianapolis. I think, I think it might be a blowout. It's in Tennessee, so they have a shot. At home. But I think Indianapolis wins this game. Um, so, uh, I think Tennessee's defense is good. I do worry about the running game for Indianapolis. Maybe Marlon Mack can't get it going here. Uh, you got to worry about uh, Eric Ebron, too. I want to start him tomorrow. You're going to watch his status coming in. It, it is the late game. Everything we hear is that he should play, but he does have one more hurdle. Uh, at least he did coming in today. He had, he had uh, what, independent neurologist had to clear him. Yep. Generally, this happens. So I think he's going to get in, but you're going to want to make sure of that. Uh, he's still listed as questionable as of now. He did practice in full yesterday, so I expect him to go here. So I'm starting Ebron, starting T.Y. Hilton. I have tried a bunch of times this week to find, do I want to start Grant, Pascal, Inman? And the problem is any one of them could be the guy, yep. the second receiver of, of, of T.Y. Hilton. And in what's of late, Hilton is lit up this Tennessee secondary. So I expect them to do everything they can to limit him, Double coverage, man over the top bracket, and whatever it might be. So that should open up things for that second receiver, but I don't know who that's going to be. And that's the problem. You're sort of playing a three-way guessing game of trying to uh, figure out, all right, is it going to be Inman? Is it going to be Grant? Is it going to be uh, Chester Rogers? But, I mean, it could be essentially a four-man game. I'm leaning towards Rogers, mind you, but I think, once again, it's a gamble here. That maybe for DFS in a couple of leagues, if I'm going to go uh, an Indianapolis stack, I might do that. 
but not for uh, if you're playing week 17 for some reason. I'm not going to chance that. It's a uh, minus three in favor of the Colts on the road. 23 implied total. 20 for Tennessee. A 43 over under. Any of those numbers enticing for you, George? I think Indianapolis wins the game. I'll take the three. I'll give the three. I will. I think uh, Indianapolis is the better team. I think they're playing better. And probably more, more. what's most important is they're healthy. They're just healthy, right? Where we know that uh, the Titans aren't. I mean, if you're starting quarterbacks iffy at best, where he's going to be, I think that's, that's, a, that's a major thing here. I think if playing Gabbard is starting? Are you kidding me? Kidding me? No, thank you. Uh you know, I'm going. I'm going Colts here. Uh, the over/under, I'm probably not touching because once again, if it is Gabbert, this could be a 28-7 game, 28-10. They don't get the over. You know, so if it, if Mariota was starting, I probably would like the over. But in the end, I don't. I don't know if he can make it through the entire game anyway. I'm not touching the over/under, but I like Indianapolis minus the three and a half. All right, George, we have uh, just about three minutes left in our, our radio program here, and we're closing out 2018. So obviously, happy New Year to everyone uh, who uh, partakes. Uh, well, I guess everyone partakes. It's not like it's not a religious holiday. Everyone has to observe it. But uh, anyone who's uh, out, uh, my uh, PSA is always just be smart. Don't do anything stupid. Um, Want to ask you as we close out the show, what's your uh, New Year's resolution for fantasy for 2019. What's your New Year's resolution for fantasy sports for 2019? My New Year's resolution for fantasy sports for 2019. Uh, I don't know if I have any resolutions. Uh, I mean, what am I going to do? Tell you, I'm gonna, probably going to gamble a little bit more. Probably am. <laughs> uh, now that it's legal here and we can do that, right? At this point last year, it wasn't. That's true. So, uh, you know, uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably do a little bit more of that. Other than that, it's just... Uh, you know, I've always been one who relaxes, doesn't take – I understand these are just games. Yep. I don't take it too seriously. I think if you are gambling, don't bet more than your means. I never do. You know, when I say I gamble, I'm not betting thousands of dollars. I'm not even betting hundreds of dollars usually. You know, I'm betting, you know, $20 here, $25 there. Just something, you know, riding a little bit on something. I bet within my means. I'm careful about what I do. You know, I like to think I know more than most, so I do my studying. If uh, I, I always want, when I gamble, if I'm betting, let's say, four games, $25 a piece, $100, I want to know that if I lose that $100 with the vague, what is it, 110 I'm fine. You know, it's not, oh, my God, I can't pay my bills that week. Right. That's for me is always a thing just to bet smartly. And I'm also someone who doesn't, I don't want to bet because I have nothing else going on board that night, so I'll bet. No, I only bet when I think I'm right. You know, when I think uh, what I what I'm betting something to come through. You know, listen to the information, have fun, and enjoy. You know, and as for everybody else, I completely agree with what you said. You know, make sure you're careful on New Year's Eve. A lot of crazies out there, right? We see it every year. Not everyone's uh, being all that responsible. So uh, you know, take it easy. Enjoy your New Year. Have a happy New Year. It's been fun, and you and I will be back uh, next Saturday. I'm back tomorrow night. I'm covering for Scott Angle on Fantasy Football Rewind with Jim Day. So I'll be there after doing the score updates for the four o'clock games tomorrow. So uh, it's it's been a great season, and let's hope it continues. Yep. Find him on Twitter at George Kurtz, and uh, to to point out further, uh, one of my big uh, big moments for 2019 will be doing more research. Doing more and more research. With that said, find George on Twitter at George Kurtz. Find me at Dan Stravert. It is, of course, at FNTSY Radio. College football today coming up next. Uh, be sure to stay tuned for that. Happy New Year to everyone who is listening. Thanks so much for a great NFL season. As George said, you get us next week as well and through into 2019. So thanks so much for listening. And until next time, stay tuned to Fantasy Sports Radio right here on FNTSY. Yeah.